0: This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Locked on MLB Prospects. If you're the type of baseball fan that can't help but get giddy over prospects, we have the podcast for you. Locked on MLB Podcast, hosted by minor league play-by-play voice Aram Layton, is the only daily podcast devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow. Follow Locked on MLB Prospects on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a White Sox winner. We've got a new outfielder. Let's start the show.
1: White Sox! White Sox! Go, Go! 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 Go!
0: Dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Sale. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come
1: with me to the south side of Chicago.
0: Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox podcast with Tanny and Herb. Tanny and Herb. Hello,
1: and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. Ecknerwall23 on Twitter. Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill, and our show is called Locked on Socks on Twitter, Instagram, and on YouTube. Go there and subscribe, and maybe you can win a Locked On Sox prize pack. If you want to write us or send us an email, it's LockedonSocks at gmail.com. We do a mailback Monday episode. You can participate. Locked on Sox at gmail.com. Or 312-566-8727 is the way you can leave us a voice message during the game, after the game, just on a random Tuesday in the morning. Send us a voice message. 312-566-8727. Without any further ado, it is Chris Tannehill. How are you doing on this fine evening?
0: Well, Herb, I got to tell you, may the fourth be with you. (sighs) (laughs) No. (laughs) No. I my day <laughs> Twice. I got to tell her, may the 4th be with you in person at the Score Studios in downtown Chicago uh, today as we record this uh, after this White Sox winner here. The White Sox win. Print the banner. Line up the parade. Michigan Avenue on the Studs Turtle Bridge Division Street. Let's go. So then I get to wish it to him again. During the podcast, so that's always good. Uh, Her being a big Star Wars fan himself, uh, he, he wore his, his cosplay outfit today. It was, uh, it was Chewbacca, as farmers call Chewy Chewbacca from the waist down. And I don't know what you're going on up top, but uh, so happy uh, Star Wars Day. And also, today, if you're listening to this at midnight, you're one of the first people to download this. Happy Cinco de Mayo.
1: Sometimes you hear that music, you know the day, you just want to sing Cinco de Mayo. You know.
0: It's a song of Cinco de
1: Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, you know that one.
0: Oh, I love that one. All right. So, quick housekeeping here uh, off the top. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I got that note today from Kylie, uh, who runs uh, the, the the show pretty much at the Lockdown Network. Gets she's like uh, our HR person, our, you know the the Swiss Army knife. Any problem you got, go to Kylie. She's like the the Griselda Blanco of this crime family, you know, telling us what to do all the time because we're dumbasses and uh, we could have easily told you guys who are having problems with iTunes. Uh, To always just, you know, make sure you find the show on the Odyssey app, which is always there for you, or go to the Megaphone page, because I guess I'm not an Apple user, so I guess there was an iOS update and it's been a total disaster with itunes if you're one of our subscribers that checks us out on itunes we apologize some people thought we were canceled we were banished i know beef loaf said that you must have said something to get us kicked off and deplatformed. uh you know with your controversial stances um so we are not kicked off of itunes there's just some bugs with their latest iOS update and you know they're they're not going to get around to this iTunes thing anytime soon I don't believe so just know that we're still going to be there and hopefully they get this thing squared away and but in the meantime we'll, our shows will still be posted every day and you can find us on the Odyssey app or Stitcher or anywhere else uh, but really the megaphone site has it as well uh, it's the link that I tweet every day because that posts instantaneously and even when we do iTunes It doesn't post until a couple hours after I I, I publish it. So if you want the show first, I would say go to our Twitter timeline, and that's where you get the show first and most efficiently. But then if you follow us on the uh, Odyssey app, you won't miss us there as well. So now that that's out of the way, so we apologize for the inconvenience. I know the numbers have uh, dipped a little bit. Uh, not a whole bunch, but uh, it's enough to irritate the shit out of me when we can't have you guys listen on iTunes because that's where our big subscriber base is. So, uh, you know, uh, whoever's running Apple now uh, is it
1: uh, Tim Apple? Uh,
0: Tim Apple? Tim Apple? He's he's you know really messing up our money at this point. So uh, now that that's out of the way, we got some news here, Herbie. The Soxer Connors out there wheeling and dealing today. He woke up this morning and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna get myself an outfielder, and that's what he did last night after we. Finished Finished taping, the Pittsburgh Pirates released outfielder Brian Goodwin, and uh, in in toot sweet fashion, the White Sox picked up Brian Goodwin today. Uh, Originally drafted by the White Sox in the 2009 draft, the 17th round, he elected to play college ball at North Carolina instead. Uh, this is a big-time day for Doug Lauman who gets some vindication here as finally they have someone from that draft that's a position player that is going to be starting for the White Sox. Um, <laughs> some notable names after Brian Goodwin was selected uh, in the 17th round in 09. Marcus Stroman was picked in the next round. J.D. Martinez. Uh, 2020 MVP vote-getter Ryan Tapera. Uh, Luke Voigt, Jake Petritska, who was drafted by the Yankees that year, but ended up going back to school. And our guy Cody Decker were all involved in that 2009 draft. Of course, the, the first-round selection for the White Sox being Jared Mitchell. There was a guy named Mike Trout that was selected two selections after him. So, uh, you know, we have, that's, of course, a little draft nuggetry there for you. Uh, so Brian Goodwin, he can play all three spots in the outfield. He provides a little pop from the left-hand side. And this will do for the time being? What do you think, Herb, about the Brian Goodwin acquisition?
1: kind of feel like you felt about Carlos Rodon at the beginning of the year. It's minimal. Can't hurt. Might help. Yep. And I just, you know, it's not a thing where I'm expecting Brian Goodwin to come <laughs> in and do anything special for the White Sox. If he has some quality at bats, I've seen him around the league where I Expect more out of his bat. I think he had a couple years with the Angels where he was showing something, and I haven't seen that continue. So a solid Major League Baseball player that stops us from having Billy Hamilton play most of these games. I'm fine with that until – Adam Ingle comes back if he ever comes back if they reattach his hamstring.
0: Yeah, so he's he's Billy Hamilton with not as good a defense and a much better bat and a, definitely a lot more pop. Um, career highs in home runs. Twenty nineteen, you're talking about with the Angels. He hit 17 home runs there uh, with an on base of 326 for the Angels in 2019. Um, kicked around just a little bit between the Angels and Reds last season, and then didn't even make the big league club. With the Pirates this year, Uh, at least you know he was not uh, uh, in in a big league game. I don't know if he was on the taxi squad or whatever he was doing there, but they just decided to outright release him. And I don't know if the timing was. You know they knew that the White Sox were going to be uh, hunting for outfielders, so they did him a solid and just let him go. And that's a that's quite a step up in class here for uh, Brian Goodwin going from the Pirates to the White Sox. So you know this is one of those things where you you, you insert a guy into a pennant race in a good situation and maybe he can return to some of his. Uh, his previous uh, successful form. So, you know, a little bit of pop from the left hand side, which is big. And that defense, it's not overwhelmingly great. If you look at his, you know, at metrics on Baseball Savant, you know, it- doesn't get spectacular jumps, you know, outs above average, not very good. He's in the bottom 7th percentile, but uh, sprint speed, he's still got some wheels on him. Um, but other than that, it's just kind of, a, he's just a guy, he's a, a warm body to have out there who can occasionally hit the ball out of the ballpark every once in a while. And, and for me, I, I give that a thumbs up. I don't think Rick going to be done, but this is very much, a, okay, we need bodies out there, we need some depth, and we need to improve the floor of this roster, and I think Uh, Brian Goodwin does that. So, uh, you know, keep it locked here and uh, we'll keep you abreast on any uh, more news in terms of what they're going to do to supplement the loss of – uh, Luis Robert and Eloy Jimenez. But uh, this one tonight here in Cincinnati, this is a good way to, to think about that bad day we had yesterday. Um, we'll talk about this game in Cincinnati. The Sox 9 to nothing winners over the Reds. We'll break it all down for you. Dylan Cease with a big night, a historical night at that. So we'll do that next here on Locked on White Sox. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar ever. Quick health update here from yours truly. Uh, Last time we touched base, I was down about 8 pounds due to my new training and health regimen where I've given up a lot of the sugary treats that I used to enjoy and I've replaced them with built Bars and I'm down from 8 pounds down, down to 11 pounds here on my fitness journey since February. So I'm very pleased at the success I've been having and it's all thanks to Built Bar. And granted, it's not only Built Bar. Built Bar doesn't make you lose weight, but what it does is it gives you a high-protein snack with less calories. And if you're a chocoholic like I am, they're perfect because they are always covered in 100% chocolate. And I ordered my latest batch. It came in the mail last week. Herb ordered some for the office, and that's come in so clutch for us at work and at home. As a matter of fact, do what I did. Sign up for the Built Bar email blast, and they'll tell you when one of your favorite Flavors returns. For example, tonight I got an email about how coconut brownie chunk returned. It was one of my favorite flavors. They sent me a, a box of them just to try them out, and by the time I went to order them a couple months back, they were already sold out. So, Built Bar sent me an email, said, Hey, better get them before they're gone. And that's what I did. I went to the Built Bar's website and ordered up 18 of the coconut brownie chunk. They are so delicious. A whopping 15 grams of protein and only 150 calories with just seven. Seven grams of sugar. Uh, Part of my latest batch that I ordered as well, Cherry Barcia cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie a new one that I've tried. I thought it would be too heavy. It's not. It's 180 calories and check this out a whopping 19 grams of protein and only 5 grams of sugar to me it doesn't get much better than that satisfies the sweet craving and keeps you full, keeps you energized and keeps you held down until your next meal go to BuiltBar.com today and use our promo code LOCKED15 and that's going to get you 15% off your next order again that's BuiltBar.com promo code LOCKED15 for 15% 15% 15% off at buildbar.com Built bar, it's the best tasting protein bar ever. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our new friends, a new sponsor. Welcome on into the show. 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by the 10 most distinctive designers working today rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, ten female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life and she deserves it, doesn't she folks? They're available now through Mother's Day only. Only at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality fine jewelry that will surprise and delight. And they're fairly priced. So you can give her something special and truly meaningful. I'm on BlueNile.com right now. And one design that stuck out to me is number five, Lola Fenhurst. This designer out of Paris has crafted a quiet yet luxurious ring with beautiful ascending beads, which is a good metaphor for a union. You can purchase that ring at the 10x10 collection now at BlueNile.com. That's the number 5 Lola Fenhurst out of Paris. If you're on the hunt for the perfect unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10x10 only at BlueNile.com. All right, Herb. We're back. Let's locked on White Sox. The White Sox victorious tonight in Cincinnati. Skyline Chili all around for everyone in the clubhouse. Nine to nothing. A two hit shutout for the White Sox pitching staff tonight. Let's start with Dylan Cease, who was just unreal again tonight. You know, he he pieced together another solid outing after his complete game shutout last time out and we talked about it you know the next big thing now is building on this Dylan's got to build on it so we can really start getting some momentum going in the, in the right direction here so what does Dylan sees do oh boy he goes out there and he deals six innings pitched gives up just the one hit no runs three walks 11 strikeouts for Dylan lowering his era to two three seven on the year herb what a night before we get to him at the plate what a night on the bump for Dylan sees
1: just amazing. Um, he, I was just scrolling through Instagram today, and he follows and um, likes a lot of uh, David Goggins. Goggins, I don't know if you know who he is. He's like an ultra marathoner, former military guy that is related to Walton. And- <laughs> yeah, that is t- <laughs> tough as nails and takes no BS, and he makes no excuses. And it looks like Dylan Cease has been inspired by him. He has got what we were always wanting him to have, that confidence that he is the stuff. And you see it out there. He is filthy, throwing whatever he wants to whenever he wants to do it. And I think you brought it up the last couple of times. Fastball command that starts and ends with everybody, but him especially because he makes his pitches off of that fastball like of a outside fastball uh to the corner and then he throws that filthy 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 slider a curveball 12 to 6 off of that and guys are just uh handcuffed so dylan sees has found something in these last two starts and it's so impressive this is what the guy we thought he would be maybe not to this level where he's striking out 11 people and looking unhittable where he gave up one hit today in Cincinnati and his six innings of pitch. But something like this, we've wished for just what I think I said, uh, five innings, giving up three earned, and I'll be fine with that. He's exceeding those expectations in his last two starts. And I hope he found it. And you said, build off of that first start. And now that he's seen the ball go through the hoop, as I made the analogy last time, he sees that he is the stuff, and these guys can't hit his balls. And maybe he sees Michael Kopech, and this is a, a thing. Like, he saw Michael Kopeck do that start, and he got inspired and knows that he has just as good a stuff as Michael Kopech, if not better. So he needs to just get out of his own head and start throwing the ball. And he did that
0: tonight. Yeah, when you surround yourself, as the White Sox have done, with, with premium arm talent and guys who are, by and large, good guys in the clubhouse, thoughtful guys, uh reserved guys, not hotheads talk about Kopech's influence, maybe seeing a guy like Kopech, seeing him do it relatively effortlessly and, you know, just being quiet, confident out there. And then you see Lucas Giolito, the, the ace of the staff, and we've been talking about it for seemingly ever on this podcast about Dylan C's following the lead of Lucas Giolito and seeing that he was able to come back from the depths of baseball hell and turn himself into one of the best pitchers in the game. And then you kind of saw it in, it, you know, work itself into fruition today. Uh, with Dylan Cease throwing that high changeup for, for a punchout in the in the second inning there, when he struck out Tucker Barnhart, that was straight out of the Lucas Giolito playbook, and I loved it. I love this version of Dylan Cease. Painting corners all night long with the fastball and the slider, like he just had that. He had that stuff tonight, man, and it was just good to see. And when Dylan sees his right like this, this is the idealized version of of the White Sox team that I that I was talking about when I picked this team to win the World Series before all the injuries. This this is what needs to happen for them to take the next step is for Dylan sees to take that next step because now all of a sudden. Everyone in this rotation is is deadly, and you, there's no guy that you want to go out there and face uh, on a given night. And five times through the rotation, you add six times with, with Kopech if whether he's coming in in relief or he's making a start. You don't want to face any of these guys, really. I guess Keiko would be the only one, but he, he can have you frustrated, too, and he's going to be going tomorrow. We'll preview uh, that matchup. Excuse me, later today, we'll pre- preview that matchup in a bit. But, yeah, man, and then you, you talk about just a historic night. This is why I love our game, Herb. You know, you could see something that you've never seen in your lifetime. And Dylan Cease with three hits tonight. He was channeling his his inner John Garland, and I'll get to that in a second. But Dylan Cease with his three hits is the first Sox pitcher since Tom Bradley to register three or more hits in a game. And that, of course, was uh, May 14th of 1972 versus Baltimore. And you guys remember in Cincinnati, it's a, it's a very historical Ballpark for White Sox pitchers and and, and raking. It's not quite uh, Mark Burley uh, going deep in Milwaukee, but you guys remember June eighteenth, two thousand six. Let's take you to the wayback machine.
1: He's hit a home run. <laughs> Garland goes deep.
0: John Garland going deep in Boy, that yelling. one. <laughs> yeah, going deep off of Esteban Yan uh, back in two thousand six. So now you know. I don't know if it's worth it. Like as cool as it was, Herb, mm-hmm. to see. Dylan Cease go up there and get 3 hits and it was awesome and just this the dugout reaction was awesome and seeing those the teammates like you know you, you just lost your best player on your team yesterday for basically the entire season and could be longer and then you're able to have a fun night like tonight where the dugout's rallying behind you because you're out there getting your a few knocks for yourself but I don't care how cool it was we still had to watch Jose Ruiz hit there late in the game, um, yeah, which is weird because they, they pulled him out.
1: <laughs> exactly. Just let somebody else pitch it. I don't yeah. understand. Alex McCraken and the bat next.
0: <laughs> That's really a, really a slap in the face to Zach Collins. He couldn't get it at bat in that situation. You know what I call that, Herb? That's lousy. Hmm managing um you know that was kind of weird when we had to watch jose ruiz hit but it was cool man to see dylan C's out there this is you know it doesn't happen often you had to go back to 1972 uh, before our lifetimes but it was cool to see him out there having some fun on the base pass they were talking about how i guess he was a really good hitter uh as a shortstop back back in his high school days in georgia but that was cool to see him out there doing his damn thing with the bat
1: yeah, and before I get to his hitting, and I want to remember that people were just talking smack about Dylan Cease's last start. Oh, uh, it's first Detroit. Oh, uh, it's first Detroit. What about this one? He goes against the Cincinnati Reds. Winkler, Castellanos, Vado, Mustakis uh Eugenio Suarez. Yeah, having a bad Tyler year Daqu- but still
0: a good player. He went deep the other yeah. day. Yeah, this uh, they're Tyler coming Maquin. off that great. that 13 hit, 13 run output against the Cubs the other day. Like, you know, this is a a team that plays well, especially at home.
1: Yeah, they're a great hitting team and that's a bandbox. Dylan gave up one damn hit. That's all we got one goddamn hit. You
0: can't say goddamn on
1: the air. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. It was Tyler Barnhart who got both of the hits, so Tucker, yeah, yeah, that Tucker. Sorry, we got his. Uh, you have bobble a
0: bobblehead, and you still. I
1: I, I stole it, I sold it, so I don't <laughs> know who uh, Tucker or Tyler Barnhart is anymore. But I do know who George Foster. Is. We got well, a bobblehead yeah, there too. It's friends. like
0: the George Carlin but, Oh, hey, Tucker. <laughs> you know that's not, that was not one of his favorite names for a man. But yeah, it's just it's it's a great effort on the road too, man. Like there's so many things pointing to this, to this game last night, and I was like, ooh, I don't know if I feel great about this. They The Sox seemed kind of, uh, you know, uh, they were lifeless on Sunday, and then you have the injury news come out the next day, and you have all signs pointing to a hot-hitting team against Dylan Cease, who you mm-hmm. don't know if he could do it again, and there he goes, man. He does it out on the road uh, for his team when they need it the most.
1: Yeah, he picked him up big time, and the hits were awesome. A uh, Baltimore chopped to third for his first hit in his first professional at bat. That's awesome to see in field hit. And then that rocket, absolute rocket to right field. We almost took it opposite field profundo. Amazing. <laughs> like he's got, that was a high fastball he took out there too. That was very impressive to see him with the bat. Now, if you're going to handle the bat like that, yeah, and give me pitchers hitting.
0: All right. But, well, so but uh,
1: I know that pitchers are good at hitting.
0: Well, let's, let's get to the voicemail real quick. We have something in in that regard. What's up,
1: Danny and Herd? This is John Brookfield. Uh, so I wanted to ask, do you guys think that Dylan Cease should, uh, play left field? Uh, I mean, you know, I, I bet he can catch the ball. Have a good night, fellas.
0: That's the funny thing, though, about this uh, is, is yeah. Dylan Cease was focused, and, and thank you, John, and Brookfield, Dylan Cease was focused on, clearly he wanted to go out there and prove himself with the bat tonight, you know, he was taking, he was hitting home runs, uh during sunday's batting practice apparently uh at the g rate and he wanted to go out there and prove it and so which leads me to what stopped him from doing that uh on the mound the past two seasons you know what i mean like i know it's a lot harder and you yeah. can you can catch people off guard when you when you're a pitcher out there hitting but yeah it's kind of funny it goes to show you like his uh his his determination i guess you could say but it was fun to see that
1: yeah and we've all talked about it it's in himself, it's in his own head. His confidence will drive him to greatness, and you saw what happened tonight with the bat and with the ball in his hand. He is like when we got him with Aloy. I think some people were split. They're like, "Man, we got their best pitcher and their best hitter. Dylan Cease is going to be a stud." I know most people are like, "Man, Aloy's the 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 gift here. They the he's the prize here," but. Dylan Cease is showing that that trade is so lopsided because he's going to turn himself into a stud because it's on his shoulders. It's just on him to turn himself into a the next level guy because the sky's the limit with the stuff. It's all about the head. You see what he can do when he puts his mind to it, when he starts focusing on him being great.
0: And well after the fact, uh, was it was four years since the trade, but now we got to be petty. And one more time. Thanks, Con because we can't do it for Eloy this year so we got to go out there and do it do it for Dylan Steves whenever we can. So let's talk about this offense real quick before we get out of here. A, a solid offensive night. We were talking about the run differential here for the White Sox which was already among the tops in the American League and now the Sox are sitting here with a run differential of plus thirty seven, which we were trying to do some uh, public school calculations here, as uh, as we're looking at box scores from around the league, that should put them back at the top of the American League in terms of run differential. So that that's a good sign. You know, we talked about a lot of the offensive stats. There are some that are you know misleading. You know, they the Sox do have a high BABIP. Which is not always good. They're they're, they're, among, they're, they're the top in the league in BABIP. At, I think three twenty something. Um, but also, you know, it's, they're they're not hitting the ball out of the ballpark.
1: They're uh, the top in the league in ground ball rate too.
0: Yeah, and they're, they're walking a lot and getting on base. So the, it's a really a, a weird. Uh, you know, uh, offensive aesthetic here for the White Sox. You look at their numbers on paper and you're like, these don't really add up. Like, which one of these is going to regress? Which one of these is going to improve? I think we're in agreement that the power production is going to improve and you can't, you know, live off this, uh, this Babip like this for forever. But, I, you know, they're just finding a way to win games. And tonight, you know, I don't care who was out there with, with Dylan on the bump. Like, you know, they were going to win this game tonight, but, you know, it goes back. To T.A. setting the tone. Like we talk about T.A. every night when the White Sox win. He's always in the middle of it. He got himself uh, two hits tonight uh, once again uh, following up, you know, his, his, his solid weekend. And, and T.A. continues to come through and be the tone setter at the top. And Dylan C. is extending that inning there uh, early on in that ball game where, where T.A. broke it open with that uh, RBI double, right? So, you know, just a good night for Tim. And good night for Jose Abreu, who put the Sox on top early, uh, finally getting himself uh, another home run. That was good to see.
1: Yeah, it was good to see him all day long, except for that, I think it was the second and third at-bat where he struck out on a ball that was in the left-handed batter's box. He wasn't seeing that one correctly because that was – I think Johan was at third. He didn't uh, execute him to bring him in like he usually does as an RBI guy. But all the rest of the at-bats – I was very impressed to see Jose Abreu come through, look a little bit better than he looked previously. We all know April is a slow month, and he starts heating up as the weather does. So I'm not necessarily worried about him, but I think that with the absence of Aloy and with Luis Robert, him and Tim have to step up even more than they ever have if this team is going to sustain success and be the NL or AL Central champions this year.
0: And Tim is just amazing because Tim, he's got those horse blinders on, man, and he doesn't care about any of it. He just goes out there and he's still chatting people up out there. He's still electric personality and just doing this thing where he's taking the ball to the opposite field. You know, he's not... He's not trying to be a guy that's going to hit – he could probably hit 20, 25 home runs if he wanted to, but he's just got that – quick hands and you know going taking the ball opposite field for you know hitting it hard the other way too and yeah. they keep on pitching him outside and he keeps serving it to to right field and eventually like they're going to stop doing that and eventually he's going to turn on him and start hitting him out of the ballpark so I think that's when the power production will come and then you know if he continues to do that and then Moncada too also yeah. with it with another big night tonight mm. Uh two hits and an RBI You know the things they're they're doing the things necessary to win a baseball game. Abreu with two hits, three runs, three RBIs tonight. Uh, Ta with three RBIs with the two hits tonight, and uh, Andrew Vaughn with an RBI as well. Continues to hit. Uh, No power production from Vaughn yet, but I do believe it will come and uh, also you know other than Dylan Cease you talk about our guy uh, your guy Slappy uh, here had himself a night uh, with two hits as well and there was a moment in this ball game here where um, Dylan Cease uh, was clearly thinking about what he was going to be doing to the Reds offense during his next trip out to the mound and he uh, neglected to score uh, on a ground out which, which robbed Nick Madrigal of a possible RBI and I was texting Herb I said man I would love to see Nick Madrigal, MF Dylan Sees in the dugout in between innings. You know, go all Carlos Sambrano, Michael Barrett on him for costing him an RBI because he's not going to get many RBI, Nick Madrigal. So you cost him one of those. That's that man. That's that's grounds for I don't know what. That's an ass whooping in the dugout for all to see with his ten RBI on the season so far, twenty twenty one. You know, so if if, if Nick Madrigal if, 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 if he if finishes won- with night with ninety nine RBIs, if he finishes the season with ninety nine RBIs, you, know, you can blame. Dylan. <laughs> Dylan sees for that one, so I'm sure he's got an escalator in his contract. So Dylan sees better watch out the next time he's gonna maybe he'll boot a ground ball and then when he's doing a no hitter next time out. So
1: I just think uh, the last person can talk about bad base running is that man. So yeah, so he gets a little pass on that one. But yeah, it was hilarious. Like Oh son of a bitch, if you ever do that again, I'm gonna cut you.
0: I love it. It's, I like, he has that high voice. <laughs> it's like Nick Madrigal's here with us. Um, <laughs> all right. So we'll come back. And uh, anything else you want to get to before we uh, wrap this bad boy up Herb, from tonight's game? Anything that uh, that uh, caught your eye tonight other than just it was a, it was a nice uh, pressure release valve type of win after the bad day that the Sox had yesterday. It was nice to have a, a laugher out there and have some fun in a, in a National League ballpark.
1: Yeah. Um, the only bad part about the White Sox game is that Adam Eaton, I don't know this for certain. He's hurt.
0: Yeah, he and he doesn't so, look the same guy. Like we've seen him yeah. play long enough where we know when he's hurt, uh you know, he doesn't he's not a guy that's going to be overmatched a ton, but yeah. you know, struck every, out a ton lately. Yeah, and you know, it, you know, struck out a bunch, looked horrendous against Shane Bieber, but who wouldn't? But going back to before that where he had that base running malfunction against the mm-hmm. Tigers and then later on in that game he kind of just Collapsed during the Good Room home run, I believe it was, where he just kind of like fell to his knees. And it just, it just things don't look right for him. So I think, you know, this is why it's even more important that Rick Hahn get on the phone. And we had uh, an emailer here uh, to socks at gmail.com mention Mitch Hanninger. This was uh, TL hitting us up. Uh, Mitch Haniger so far eight home runs with an 871 OPS and maybe we'll talk about him a little bit more. But that's another name to float out there. But I think Rickon really has to get someone else involved in the mix here because with the minor league season just starting last night, you know I don't think you're going to be able to get someone up quick enough. Granted, they have Luis Gonzalez, but I, I think a DL or an IL stint for Adam Eaton is, is coming soon. I'm just we're just speculating here. Like just yes. he just he doesn't look right, and we'd love to to sit here and and shit on Adam Eaton for when he's not having a good performance. Eaton, nobody like you But we can tell when someone is just battling out there And I think that's what he's doing so.
1: Yeah, and I I, I wish that uh, They recognize that And he's probably putting extra pressure on himself Because he sees his center fielder and his left fielder being gone So he's like I can't be also hurt And there'll be a totally new offense Out there in the outfield I can't do that, so he's trying to play through it I think the best thing for him He has to be hurt Because this at the bat he does not look the same. The guy looked strong early, and maybe he's – I don't know. It can't be winded. Maybe he's just dealing with you know, the thing that Chris Bryant was. They had, like, like, the broken finger where it didn't heal, and he really didn't tell anybody, and he played through it, and then he couldn't really get the production that he wants. I hope for his sake, the White Sox sake, he just takes how many days he needs. I.L. Stitt, maybe just a couple days off because he didn't get his day off on Sunday – as uh, Luis Robert got hurt, he just needs to sit down. And it's an early day game. I expect a lot of these guys, especially the veterans, to be sitting down. So Adam Eaton should get a blow, especially with the Thursday off day.
0: We'll take a quick timeout, preview tomorrow's show next here on Locked on White Sox. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football's over. Baseball's just getting going here. You've still got the NBA going. Lots of good opportunities to make some money in the NHL as well every single night at Bet Online. As a matter of fact, Herbie, Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, reality TV, and other types of entertainment.
1: Yeah, I'm looking right now at the hot dog eating contest. BetOnline.ag has an entertainment section for the competitive eating. Right now, they have a bet up for Joey Chestnut eating over or under 74 and a half <laughs> hot dogs in the hot dog eating contest Whew friends um I, I love 75- that
0: do, should we do some more research on that one before we I
1: mean <laughs> I mean I know his records like in the 70s yeah. but he's getting older like I think he he got his 75 is the last year's um, hot dog eating championship so he's got that record already. I don't know if there's impetus. He keeps on breaking his own record. I don't know if there's impetus for him to keep on doing it because here's no one close to him. So he's battling against himself. To eat 75 hot dogs in one sitting is ridiculous. So I'm going under on that one. I'm going under for Joey Chestnut 74 and a half hot dogs in the hot dog Eating contest.
0: Oh, boy. Yeah. I'll have to do some more research here before I make my decision and plunk my money down at betonline.ag. But they've got everything. You can bet on uh, who's going to win the 2024 election already. You can place a futures bet on that. If you're into the markets, you can bet on how well or how poor the market's going to do on a daily basis. There's a lot of interesting things and lots of different ways to make money at betonline.ag. The odds are updated in real time and there's props on almost anything you can imagine, as I just said. It's got you covered for the news, scores, and odds. And BetOnline is the best way to place your bets. And it's free to sign up, best of all. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And do not forget our promo code on when you sign up and get your 50% bonus at BetOnline. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. As we sit here now wrapping up the show on Tuesday night, the Indians holding a 7-3 lead over Kansas City. And which means that when you wake up in the morning listening to this, the White Sox will likely be in first place along with the Kansas City Royals. Uh, the Minnesota Twins' bullpen had another uh, interesting night, to say the least, uh, last night. And, uh, you know, this is going to be a wild one here, but uh, you know, it looks like the White Sox are going to be in a first-place tie on Wednesday morning, so we've got that. But there's an early game in Cincinnati today, we will break it down. It's going to be on the bump for the White Sox. Dallas Keuchel, who's one and one with a four six five earned run average, going up against Sonny Gray, zero two with a five nine three. This is an eleven thirty five start here in Cincinnati. So make sure you set your alarm or you know adjust your lunch break accordingly. Not one of my favorite uh, uh, start times, obviously, not one of yours either. Like you know, you're doing pre production for Lawrence's show. I'm you know doing the same for. Uh, Parkinson Spiegel and then even commuting in so we're going to miss a lot of this one but we'll uh, break it down for you as best we can and that breakdown will be posted tomorrow morning at midnight and then later on this week we're going to talk to James Fox uh, for Friday's show we're going to talk about the uh, opening the lid lifter of, of the Sox minor league season. Guys who we should be paying attention to. Guys who could make an impact this year potentially. So we'll talk to James Fox, and he's going to tell you guys everything you need to know about all the White Sox affiliates. So Kannapolis, Winston-Salem, Birmingham, Charlotte, and uh, you know all the other stuff going on down there with, uh, with those teams. And uh, it'll be insightful because I could use uh, a refresher course with no minor league baseball in uh, nearly two years. So I'm looking forward to that.
1: Exactly. You get to know where people are going, where they're assigned where's Jake Berger? Where's Jonathan Stever at? Is uh Trey Mikolchevsky still on the team? Yeah, Micah Why? Johnson.
0: Where's Micah Johnson gonna report? Yeah. You know, uh, you know, Dan Johnson, all the Johnsons, where are they gonna be? Um, he's not on the team for next year. <laughs> no, he's not, no. Unless he's managing, you know. Uh, who knows? Um, yeah, you know, uh all those guys. Jared Mitchell, you know, who knows? Um Keenan Walker, like where are these guys gonna be? You Bernie know, Hawkins. <laughs> exactly. He's back flipping. He's so happy that uh, Seasons back. He's out there doing backflips. So I'm looking forward to that. But uh, that's all I got today uh, after this White Sox winner, Herb.
1: All right. That's Chris Tannehill. Follow him at Chris Tannehill on Twitter. Me, Herb Lawrence, Ecknerwall23. That is Lawrence, spelled backwards23. And the show, Locked on Sox, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. As you heard earlier, we have the voicemails 312 566 8727 and locked on socks at gmail for your emails. So, for Chris Tannehill, my name is Herb Lawrence. Thank you for joining us on this victorious, awesome Tuesday night of Locked on Socks.